0: Happy November and happy uh, Thursday. So it's the first time I'm actually doing those live sessions on a Thursday, Um, which is nice. It's a bit different. I was traveling yesterday, so I had to move it. So thank you for bearing with me and joining. Um, Let me just check that um, I am online on YouTube and on LinkedIn. Okay. Okay. I can hear, my, I can hear myself now. Anyways. Um, okay. So uh, thank you for joining today. Um, and let me just speak a bit about the session today and what we're going to cover. So the session is, as always, it is live on both LinkedIn and on Twitter, uh, sorry, LinkedIn and on YouTube. So feel free to post your questions on while I'm walking you through the session, ask questions, it's more as interactive as possible, because that's how I love it. So just ask me questions uh, about the topic and if you have any questions, um, and I'll be very honest, if it's something that I haven't gone through before, I'll just say I'll look it up, but um, I've been speaking about this topic actually for a while. So yes, I'm live on YouTube and on LinkedIn. And if you're hearing this on the podcast later on, it's normally the podcast is shared uh, a month later. So this will be shared in December and I'll share it on LinkedIn as always. So LinkedIn is my social media of choice. So uh, what are we speaking about today? Today, I'm going through an article that I've actually written um, in strategic finance in the Institute of Management Accountants. Um, It's an article about storytelling and how it's a powerful powerful way to use in data strategy. I've been speaking about, so I have a copy from it here, um, uh, which I'm going to go through, but I'll also put the links on um, both LinkedIn and on YouTube and obviously when I post the podcast. so I've spoken I've spoken about storytelling for so many times. So I've published this article, but I've given um, training for the Institute of Management Accountants several times, which how this article developed. I've also given uh, a session in um, University of Ma- of Cambridge, spoken in the University of Manchester. Actually, next week I'm speaking about data strategy, uh, sorry, about storytelling and future technologies in brunel university so you're the first to know here Uh, i'll be sharing it soon um but i've spoken about this topic so many times because it's very important and i always speak about it from different perspectives because it's so rich storytelling is very important and if you happen to be working in data strategy uh it is such a great way to place to be um the industry is being defined as we speak so many things are coming out, we don't have the answers to everything, we'll figure it, there are things that literally, we are figuring it out as we go. So let me first speak a bit about data strategy and then speak a bit about storytelling and link them both together. So data strategy, data strategy is basically creating um, a strategy and a roadmap for your data data is very rich. Now organization have access to it. We're speaking about the cloud and about AI machine learning, about analytics, um, digital twins, metaverse, there's so many things. and I'll go through them very quickly. I'm not going to deep dive. I think that would need like a whole session in itself. But With all this around now and having the role of a chief data officer uh, or a chief data analytics officer, having a data team, it is becoming critical to communicate data strategy to your stakeholders. And I'll go quickly through some examples of the power of data and where we are today. So things like, for example, um, AI. And having analytics, so analytics it gives us the ability to look at trends, understand patterns, and suggest future, you know, um, uh, recommendations. Artificial intelligence can help us learn about different tasks, execute processes that humans do, and think out, like think as a human would. Well, not hundred percent, but kind of think on its own and kind of takes decisions for us so that's another opportunity that we're having as data teams now blockchain as well is giving us an opportunity because we're saving data and it's digital and everything else is recorded so again this where does this sit in data strategy and i'll go through this in a bit so hold on with me um and metaverse that's a very rich area it is booming now, a lot of people, well, we didn't reach the epic, the, 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 the end of it yet It's still developing, but it is seriously, we hear the word, this word a lot, which is kind of really having a virtual world that facilitates, um, digital reality somehow. Um, So it is such a brilliant place to be and the organizations that will be there earlier will kind of really get the benefits early enough. But equally, digital twins are there having digital, um, you know, digital twins and having um, like simulations and all that. So there's so much opportunity out there. And as I said, this is like maybe actually that is worth a session. So maybe I can speak about those like the digital technologies and future technologies actually in a session on its own and explain those a bit more. But I just wanted to go through all those to just show you the opportunity. And the answer might not be like, let's do all this as an organization now. So as a data strategy, if I'm working in data strategy, I'll be saying, okay, those are the opportunities we have. Where are we in terms of maturity levels in the organization? Or um, what is the plan also for the future? And then say, okay, is it relevant to be in the metaverse now? Is it relevant for us to do blockchain now? Are we even ready for AI? Because if you don't have data, well, How are you going to create models? So a data strategy person is a person who creates a roadmap and says, when are we going to tap into different things? Think about it the same way as you do an organization strategy or a a, a procurement strategy or a finance strategy. The the more mature and big the organization is, especially the maturity of the organization is, you'll realize that mature organization puts strategy at the top of the list because they want to make sure that they're taking the correct decisions and with it with data you want to make sure that you're taking the right decisions you're suggesting the right decisions that are aligned with your organization strategy your corporate strategy as a whole so this is just a, a quick view of what is a data strategy and i like those videos to be like small bites so i'll just go through now a bit about storytelling and then kind of link them all together so storytelling Oops. Oh, yeah, I'm back. So storytelling, what is storytelling? Storytelling is, and I'll start with something that I was told, like a mentor of mine told me about that when I first uh, started my storytelling journey. He said, Fatima, not everyone remembers data, but everyone remembers a story. We have so much data, like so many numbers you can barely remember what's going on. But if I tell you a story, you'll always remember. So I made sure to kind of use this in my career in general, but also outside, like when I do presentations, and when I do um, uh, when I I'm in conferences, or even when I do workshops and i want to suggest a couple of things when you're doing storytelling and i'll go with the basic thing which is like know your audience which we all kind of really we've we've all heard this um know your audience prepare know what you're going to speak about but also find a hook start for your presentation or your um or what you're suggesting so if you're if we're speaking about uh, storytelling about data strategy if I'm presenting, if I'm suggesting a metaverse strategy, or my suge- uh, suggesting to my audience, my stakeholders, say it's time to get onto the metaverse. Metaverse. I need to find hook. I need to find something that is interesting for them. Basically, once I start this kind of pattern, or this ta- this time that's once I people kind of okay. It was used to say when we were in the MBI. It's like the elevator pitch. So basically. Once you are with someone in the elevator, you need, once you go up with them on the elevator, you need to convince them that you're really the right person for this job. And it's similar. You want to convince your stakeholders that this is the right thing to invest in. It's not only investing money. It's investing money. It's investing resources. It's investing time, company effort, and the company's reputation sometimes. It is a lot. So... um, I think one of the things that I would suggest when you first start, other than knowing your audience and all that, which I'll go through it in another video, but I think one of the important things that I would think about is the hook. When I start, how can I hook my audience? How can I get them interested in my data strategy? And how can I get this, you know, couple of minutes where they're like, oh, I actually want to hear more. So that is the first thing. The second thing I'm going to speak about is um, having the attention of your audience. So once you grab their attention, you want to keep them on, you keep this attention for a bit longer, and that can be through three main things. And I'll give three, those three, three things. And I'll give an example from uh, real life and another example actually from analytics. So. If you want to do storytelling, there are three things that will really grab your audience. Start with something unusual, something unexpected, or have a conflict, something that they can think about. Something unusual is something that they're not used to, something new. And try to think, how can you sell them this? I'll give an example from real life. So we all, not all of us, but a lot of us have like those smart watch now, smart watches now. So an example from real life would be, what if you can actually have a watch that can calculate your steps, know your calories, if you're a runner or a cyclist, you can take it with you on the road and it will measure your pace. It will measure your, the number of steps you're doing and, um, your cadence and all that. It's just awesome. But this is something that's not usual. You will not normally, a few years ago, you wouldn't have a watch that has those kind of things, features in it. This is something unusual. And something in analytics would be, imagine if you were able to get the data from, and and do slicing and dicing, actually, of the data while you're in a meeting to be able to take decisions. So basically, I'm telling my senior the senior leadership team saying, okay, I can give you an opportunity. I can create for you this dashboard where you are in the leadership meeting. You can literally say which country we can get into, how, how well we're doing and take decisions on the spot. Uh, so this is, this is something that is unusual. So that is something that I will suggest when you're doing a storytelling, something unusual, start with grab their attention. The second is if you can't do something unusual you can also do something unexpected something very new and we're not used to it and that can be as simple as you know those Alexas in the house where you can just ask about something this is very u- unusual because it's like having little robot at home that you can ask about what is the weather what do i wear today is it going to rain today can you please play this or do that which is awesome but this is unexpected not expecting having something like that in the house and similarly with analytics or future technologies you can do the same because if i'm suggesting a digital twin i would say What if I'm able to replicate the factory that we have at the moment and actually reposition things and see the efficiencies without actually doing actual production? So it's having a replica and a hundred percent replica of the factory virtually that I can do improvements. And there is a company that has done that, so uh. BMW has actually done that. And I'll put a link to the example later on with, um, and, and they have done a replica. They have changed their factory, um, and I've created something more efficient. So is it is unexpected. So rather than changing the stuff on the shop floor, I'm saying replicate it. I'll give you hundred percent the same results. The third is, so I said, okay, so start with a hook. The second is, um, use three kind of interesting examples when you do that. And, and I said, there's the unusual, the unexpected. And the third is actually a conflict. Get them to think. And a conflict is, and I'll give an example of that. So a conflict would be, if my teams are challenged with, finding the right resources, which is happening in the market. We can't find, I mean, the, the right data and analytics resources are not many. We don't have the right, a lot of resources in the market and having the right resources is, is it challenge. So I'd say, okay, what if we're able to train our own employees who know the, the organization really well and They'd be able to do your data projects or analytics projects. And they'd be like, okay, how are you going to do that? That is a conflict because at the moment, my employees, they don't have, the, not my, but in, like the audience would be like, okay, my, my employees they don't have the skill set. And I'd be like, okay, well, this is how you do it. We're going to have this agreement with the partners, we're going to do this and that. And I think this is the bit. Getting them to think, okay, what do my employees need? It's a conflict because they don't have the skills at the moment. So what do I do? So this is another third example. So as I said, those are three main things that you can do when you're doing a hook. Um and um as I said, the other examples would be tailoring it to your audience, but really those are the main things. Having a hook, catch their attention in the first few minutes, say a story. Get them more involved, and then go through your uh, your proposal of the data strategy obviously tailored to your audience. I'll speak that about that later on in another video. just don't want to make this video more than twenty minutes long because I think it's a small it's small enough for us to all can sit and listen, but more than that it's a bit too much um, so I think those are the main things that I'm going to go through today as i said i've been speaking about storytelling for ages now gave lots of presentations and i really love it um it's such an important skill set and it's a skill set that you can acquire you know what i mean so it's something that you can build you don't have from the no you don't not you don't have to have okay so you it is not a, it's a skill that you can just have but also you can build it you can acquire it so um it's a skill that you can learn um, and I'd highly recommend it, especially starting when you start a team leader position or a manager, senior manager, director, cinema, and so all that. Once you go through the um, hierarchy, you really need to have, the more senior you get, the more important the skill set um, kind of is needed. Um, so this is my video for today. Um, I quite enjoyed it. I'm trying to look in the chats if I have any questions, but and I think I've answered them, had a few in my inbox, but if you have any questions, please do share them Um, after the video. I'll keep an eye on my LinkedIn and on my YouTube, make sure that I answer all the questions you have, Uh, and keep me posted. Let me know how it goes, how your storytelling journey goes. I'll keep doing those short videos about storytelling because I think it's really important. Um, and yeah, looking forward to hearing more about your storytelling journey, uh, in through the inbox or through your comments, comments on the, uh, YouTube and on LinkedIn. I had a great time today and enjoyed really, uh, looking at your questions. Hopefully I tried to with the answer, with the, um, examples that I've given, um, today to kind of cover it all. Um, but yeah, keep me posted if you're watching this. Um, recorded. Let me know your questions and see you in December. See you. Bye.